Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Another edition of the Natural History of Cannabis here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. And joining me from Natural History Cannabis is my good friend, Chris Ionson. And Chris, it is wonderful to chat with you again, especially as we look like we might be getting back to some outdoor cannabis weather. You can actually stand outside, <laughs> use cannabis, and not turn into an icicle these days. Yeah, absolutely, Dino. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me again, buddy. Uh, it was great to be here. Uh, yeah, today I was uh, out on the road and uh, yeah, I had my sunglasses on. It was beautiful out. A lot of that uh, snow and ice was melting, so it's pretty, uh, pretty slushy out there. But uh, it's a gorgeous day. Gorgeous day. Looking forward to the weather. Absolutely. Maybe uh, the worst is uh, over. I don't want to get too carried away, but uh, we do know that the spring... Uh, anything almost can happen, but it looks beautiful out there and uh, people can come out of hibernation a little bit. And if they're looking for something uh, to come out of hibernation with, uh, we have an amazing cultivar to talk about today. In fact, I just picked up some of this uh, from Edison the other day at uh, Plant at Life in St. Albert. And I was telling James how much you absolutely love Mac One, which we're talking about. This I know this is one of your favorites. This was early on in our relationship. This one came out as a favorite. So tell us a little bit about Mac One. Uh, first of all, what does Mac One mean? And, and what are some of the names that this cultivar has uh, has gone by over the years? Yeah, so uh, Mac One, like you said, uh, it, it's a, a love affair with me. I am a big, big fan of this cultivar. Um, yeah, smoke it all the time. Um, Mac one stands for uh, miracle alien cookies. So that's what Mac is. Um, the one is probably just the, the Fino of it, uh, the first version. Uh, it's also been known as, uh, the mother of all cookies and also the mother of all cannabis. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's a really nice 50, 50 hybrid, um, known for its frosty appearance like the buds the trichomes have trichomes like it it's a very very frosty bud highly resinous uh and it's also got a really nice sour cherry yogurt flavor yeah and this does look dynamic when you can get this under a bit of a light or a microscope uh it's spinal as we like to say there's spines <laughs> everywhere when, when you look at this it has you know, it has a wonderful, uh, you know, a different taste than a lot of other, you know, you don't get a lot of sour cherry yogurt flavor, so it's unique and it's unique in how it looks and, uh, you know, the the resin off this, uh, sticky fingers uh, after you're using this. At least uh, whenever I've used Mac 1, I come away with uh, a good sticky finger syndrome. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It is uh, definitely one of the more stickier buds out there. Um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about, uh, do you know how, how it got created? And, uh, uh, Mac one was created in 2016 by a legendary old school breeder capulator. Uh, he also goes by cap. Um, how the story goes many years ago, capulator traveled to South America, uh, Colombia specifically, uh, in search of some land race seeds. Um, uh, he was able to get his hands on some Colombian gold seeds. So it was a very, very successful trip. Um, brought those seeds home uh, and then sometime around 2012 he crossed 
the Colombian gold with a, a starfighter, which was initially bred by Alien Genetics. Um, so he had that cross of Colombian gold to starfighter. Uh, four years later, in 2016, Cap decided to germinate the seeds of this Colombian starfighter cross. Uh, and the funny thing is he, he had 15 seeds left in the, the pocket of his genes. Uh, and those genes had, had made it into the washing machine. He actually forgot that they were there. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, soapy water, uh, you know, the rinse and spin cycle. Uh, and these 15 seeds kind of got hit there. Uh, so it kind of looked a little rough, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's first of all, when we talk about land race, for anybody who's not familiar, just give, give a quick explanation of land race, and then I want to dive into the washing machine cycle in cannabis. Yeah, for sure. So uh, land races are, are, are cultivars of cannabis that originated from a specific area in the world, uh, you know, Hindu Kush, uh, Colombian gold, uh, you know, Durban poison, uh, a lot of those, you know, uh, names where, where they've got, you know, a country or a specific region in them. Uh, that's where that uh, cultural cannabis originated from with land race. Okay. So now let's talk about the fact that, you know, we know this has a happy ending because we have tasted and used miracle uh, alien <laughs> cookies, but at the time I can't imagine the fear that went through Capulator's mind when he realized that these seeds had went through the washing machine, the spin cycle, the soap cycle. But I think it just illustrates how resilient the cannabis plant is, even at the seed level. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's definitely a resilient plant. Um, yeah, it's just an awesome story for, for these seeds to, to have gone through the laundry uh, cycle. <laughs> and uh, luckily, though, when this occurred, Cap's wife, uh, she was quick, and she threw the seeds into a wet paper towel and germinated them. Uh, and the couple got lucky, and, and all 15 seeds popped. Wow. And so they threw them into some dirt. Uh, little plantlets grew no more than two inches in height. Uh, and then within a two-day span, they all died uh, except for one. And so they named this sole survivor Miracle 15 or Miracle. Uh, and Miracle turned out to be a male plant. So uh, Cap did some outcrosses with it for about a year. Uh, nothing that really stuck. Uh, and then Cap got his hands on a female alien cookies. Uh, and it was actually an F2 uh, number seven bred by Jaws, uh, hand selected by Cap. Uh, and, and Cap loved this alien cookies and uh, the taste of it, the smell to it would linger in the room, uh, but it grew incredibly slow and it didn't stretch properly uh, and it produced a smaller yield. And so Cap bred that female alien cookies with his uh, Miracle um, 15 there and uh, and kind of got the best of both worlds as, as the Miracle 15 plant was uh, robust and, and, and grew fast and uh, however being a male, it you know wasn't producing buds, uh, but that that unique genetic cross went on to become one of my faves out there. I would say it's a legendary cultivar, uh, in my op uh, opinion. But uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, super grateful, uh, you know, Capulator for uh, making this happen because it's uh, it's definitely one of my faves. And, and, you know, we, we've talked about different stories. We've talked about, you know, triumph over tragedy uh, with, with people like Ken Estes in, in the past. This is a different kind of uh, triumph over tragedy. It would have been a tragedy. It would be tragic right now if we didn't know what Miracle Alien Cookies was. And, you know, this isn't the, the tragedy like, you know, Ken's uh, motorcycle accident or, or some of the other things. This just, just would have been tragic for 
all cannabis fans out there. And and I think one of the things that kind of rings true in, in all of these stories that, you know, in, even going back to when we did, you know, what's that strain in the history on this is the not only the resiliency of the cannabis plant, as I, as I mentioned before, but the ingenuity of the breeders or, you know, the cultivators mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them. The fact that, you know, this went through a washing machine um, you know, first of all, it was four years later that they decided to, to, to kind of get this cross. It goes through the washing machine. A lot of them die. One survives fittingly that it's yeah. a miracle. And then they worked on it even more. Like they could have given up at any time and say, this isn't working. It's not worth it. But whatever reason they kept pushing and they kept trying and their end result is this legendary, amazing, one of your favorite cultivars. So I think it's also a good lesson for anybody out there who's into breeding or just growing and home growing is that, you know, don't ever think uh, this isn't worth it anymore. Or this isn't working because you just never know what the next cycle might bring. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you could, that's well said to you. Yeah. I think that's a, a perfect thing to even bring to just life in general. Yeah. Right? You know, never give, never give up. Um, and, and the Mac one, uh, you know, it's, it's often been imitated. Uh, and there, you know, there's a bunch of, uh, cap dash one cuts that are out there, uh, you know, that are not necessarily the true caps cut. Uh, if they're called that, or if it's a Mac space one, like, uh, the initial Mac one, no space to it, just Mac one, all, all one word, no dash or anything. Um, yeah, that's correct. Uh, and uh, actually, one of one of Atlas's uh, master growers, uh, he's got a pack of uh, Mac One F two in the original cap uh, and cap seeds. He used to come in this little mini hat with the C on it. Uh, can't believe he has one of those. That's kind of wow. like a, a iconic, a, iconic uh, a little trinket uh, from the uh, legacy market. It's kind of like uh, a, yeah. it's like owning a Gretzky rookie card or, or like a Babe Ruth rookie card or something <laughs> yeah. like that, right? It's just so rare to still have that. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he, he mentioned, uh, you know, pretty quick that it's, it's probably worth, you know, quite a bit of cash. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, that's awesome. What is uh, and, and and F1? Oh yeah, for sure. So um, F two it just stands for the second generation uh, of the Mac one. So it's when the the F one self pollinates, uh, and then we get the the F two coming out of there. So um, still the original genetics, but it's just been bred back. Okay, okay. Well, that that makes yeah. sense. And and those are kind of terms that uh, as you get into more, you know, whether it's breeding or growing, people will will certainly understand. But it's good to have those uh, definitions here for people to learn on the Cannabis One Hundred and One podcast. We're always trying to educate people <laughs> as as much as possible. So um, let's let's continue on with this story of of Mac One and you know how it's come about in the Canadian rec market. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we've seen quite a few Mac Ones. Uh, come out to the Canadian rec market. I think the first was um, Citizen Stash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, uh, I think that's where my love affair for Mac 1 kind of started. We did uh, that on what's, the, what's, your, what's That Strain one time. That was one of the first ones that we did. And yeah. I, that's when I realized just how much you love this. Yeah I, yeah, I remember freaking out over just the buds, how they looked. I hadn't seen anything come out of a, of a jar looking like that uh, in the rec market. And I, I remember too, the, uh, you were checking out the website and it was Liam, uh, their only yeah. employee. And he was, he was working, uh, he was in all the photos. He did everything. Uh, they had one employee and, and he was, he was yeah. 
basically 24 hour work and 24 hours a day. That was actually, uh, and, and, and that was really early, uh, well, fairly early in the, in the uh, legal rec market of uh, cannabis in Canada, where, and you're still not allowed to do a whole lot of uh, kind of advertising, but that was one way where that particular brand and company was able to stand out by getting people to go to their website, telling kind of a funny story, and then that word kind of spread around a little bit. Free Le- Wasn't there a free Liam hashtag going around at some point? Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, so that was a. It was a great way for them to get a little bit of buzz and publicity. A, they had a great cultivar going on, and a kind of a neat story behind their brand. And so that's what I really remember about uh, Citizen Stash and that Mac One that we had at uh, way back when. Yeah, for sure, and it, and that's still it's still in the market now. Um, but yeah, there's there's other LPs that have it too. Uh, Quest has has. Uh, the original kind of caps cut uh the mac one no no dash um as the uh the quest founder uh ed chiu uh, one of the founders there he's he's old school homies with cap and uh was able to kind of uh you know get the caps cut i'm sure there was uh, some royalties or some kind of deal worked out um but it's nice to see that in in the market there but yeah we definitely see uh bold has a mac one edison citizen stash and even high cycles doing a mac one cart uh, so yeah, there's definitely Mac One is out there, and then there's even uh, crosses as well with it. There's a cart of Mac One. I haven't seen that one yet. That's actually quite interesting because that's something that I've gone to a lot more as of late. Well, obviously it's it was like minus five thousand in in our area for a long time, so I wasn't smoking a lot of joints outside. So I've been doing a lot of more carting, as you might say, and I think that's interesting. The more great cultivars that we get into that format, um, it is great for people that want to get away from actually smoking or or you know burning uh, burning cannabis and things like that. So that's that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Anything that that can come out in a vape cart style. Uh, not that I don't like using uh, the other vaporizers that I have for, for flour, but I just, it's just so handy to have those little vape, uh, those little pens. Uh, they don't smell at all. They're just absolutely wonderful. To, so, so to see like a Mac one, and as I mentioned, I was at Plant Life uh, Jensen Lakes and I picked up some of the Edison uh, Mac one as well uh, because uh, I just remembered how much you liked it. I, I didn't even know we were doing Mac one coming up. So, it kind of cool. worked out so well, but you know, it's not surprising that that Quest and Edge has uh, that kind of connection. Everything from Quest seems to be pretty high end, and, and it's not surprising that there would be some kind of old school connection with that company. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, um, no doubt for sure. I, I just, I wish uh, Quest would bring back their pre ninety eight public Kush. Yeah, God, that that's one. I feel like. Uh, I might like that one more than the Mac one. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. I know I know you're a huge fan of that one, and I, I can I can almost see the memories you're having right now in your head as we do this through audio mm. about that uh, pre '98 <laughs> Bubba Kush. But yeah, that that would be a tough one for you if I made you. And I'm not going to because that's like you know choosing you know if you had kids who your favorite is. But it's it's great to know that you know you have some favorites. Maybe there's somebody out there listening that's like, hey. I'm going to get Chris some one of his favorites at some point. So, you know, we know you love Mac one. We know you love pre 98 Bubba Kush. Uh, but you know, this, this Mac one is much more common and much more available than that pre 98 Bubba Kush, which is so hard to find. So for people that are, are wanting to try one of your two favorites, they'll be able to find the Mac one a lot more available right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. Definitely on the market. Um, and it, it's one worth trying uh, if you haven't. It's a really nice 50-50 hybrid. Uh, and I was talking about it today with the, with the bud tender, and I, I mentioned that it's, it's a 50-50 hybrid that hits you 100 in the head and 100 in the body. Like it's very effective and you feel it in both. Like you, you know, you don't want to really leave the couch too much. Feel really nice and relaxed. Uh, your head feels great. It's euphoric. Very enjoyable. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, for me, I have, uh, really moved away from high THC, uh, sativas. I, I try to pick my cannabis based on the, the terpene profile, if I can, uh, depending on, you know, the bud tender. And whenever I go into the plant life stores, I don't have to worry. I just ask them about the different uh, terpenes that I'm looking for. They're able to find it. Uh, but I've moved away from high sativa, T, or high THC sativas for the most part. And I'm really about the the kind of the the balance. First of all, I love, uh, the, you know, the, the spinach dance hall or some of those other balanced uh, cultivars out there. But if I am going to go yeah. for THC, I'm much more in the 50-50 sort of hybrid sort of indica thing. And and you know what? That's, that's much different than when we first met. When we first met, I was basically like, give me enough to get an elephant stoned and I'll be fine because that's <laughs> what my tolerance level had built up to. And I've mentioned to you in the past that, you know, when, when I was ill for a while, I wasn't using cannabis cannabis, my tolerance level has fallen so much and it barely takes me anything uh, to get high. And when I do, uh, I, you know, I'm learning that some of those other cultivars just aren't for me, you know, and everybody's different, Chris, and we all kind of get there and, and figure ourselves out at some point and you find what really works for you and find what doesn't work for you. And, you know, it's, it goes back to pre-legalization. People would just say, oh, I can't have cannabis, it makes me sleep. Or I can't have cannabis because I can, then I can't sleep. Well, you just don't know what type of cannabis you are using when there were no labels that you can trust. Now there are, there's information out there, and people can really make informed choices like I've been able to do. And that's where these hybrids really, really come in for me. I, I'm not sure, I, I know you're a little bit different, but everybody is a little bit different, but that that's one thing that I've certainly learned about myself when it comes to cannabis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well said, Dino. Uh, everyone is different for sure. Right. We are, our endocannabinoid system, uh, they're, they're all different and unique. Uh, that's, that's just biology. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome how kind of cannabis affects everyone, you know, differently. And, uh, you know, I find there are some, some cultivars out there with, uh, you know, lower THC ranges that, uh, you know, when I consume them, uh, the turp profile in that cultivar is one that just kind of hits hard. And it's mm -hmm. like, whoa, what? Feels like I just smoked a 30% uh, joint, but, you know, it's, it was under 20, but it's, it, you know, that, that comes up, it, it happens, right? Oh, totally. You know, the other thing I found is with carts and, and vape carts, you know, I have the, the honey stick, uh, you know, it's a, it's a terrific little device and you can adjust the voltage. So, you know, you can crank that voltage up or to, I think, four, or crank it down to about two and a half, whatever it is, and you can get different levels of that cannabis. You know, I'm a Blue Dream guy, but even sometimes cranked up at four, Blue Dream is a little bit much, so I turn it down. And that's also another way that people can adjust and find their rhythm when it comes to cannabis. You can't always do that with a joint, right? You can't just turn down how much of the joint you're getting. But with these pens and these vape carts, it really is giving people 
people options on how much of that THC or whatever, how much of it they want to get in their system. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great to, to see kind of how far the industry has come. Oh, and, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right with the, the vapes uh, being a, a nice kind of easier way to dose. Cause yeah, it is, it is a little trickier with a, a joint. I mean, some, some folks will let them go out and relight them, you know, three or four or five times. Um, you know, and that's, that works too. But uh, um, yeah, I think the, those vape carts, I mean, they're stealth too, right? It's, yeah. It's, uh, Super, super sneaky. Yeah, and, and it's important for people to realize out there that, you know, we're not in high school anymore. There shouldn't be any peer pressure to finish the whole joint or have some more. If you've had enough, you've had enough. And, you know, for me, like I said, I used to be like, uh, inject me with what will get an elephant stone. Now, I got something like the cookie jar, which are the 0.35 grams. I, I go through half a one and then, I, then I'm good. So everything changes and maybe I'll build back up. But, the, you know, when I was doing the cannabis one-on-one podcast full-time I thought nothing of being you know high most of the day now I have a very busy job I just can't be in that type of uh, uh, mind space all the time so I have to wait until you know later in the day different times and different things so the options that are out there whether they're THC whether they're CBD whether they're CBN whether they're a balanced or or you know sort of thing there seems to be something for a little bit of everybody and I also find that if I do get a little too high I I take some just pure CBD in a in a vape cart and it seems to mellow out and and kind of bring me down a little bit and 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 you know impact that maybe the negatives that I have so there's there's a lot of different things that people can do out there um you know and and then you know what there's probably a lot of people saying well, I just like to get high and I don't care and that's wonderful you know whatever you want to use cannabis for is up to you you know as long as you're being safe and and not endangering other people it's totally up to each person's individual choice mm-hmm. yeah no doubt man uh speaking of that uh that cbd I, I think I might have mentioned it to you before uh uh, my good friend Dylan, he's got uh, that dab bar. Uh, where he has he now ha- he now has over uh, he has a hundred uh, rec market dabs that he's going to be doing reviews on. Um, but he has the CBD isolate that uh, it was sets up for me, uh, and it just clears you right up. It's uh, it's awesome. It's a really unique product to uh, to dab. That is one of the coolest things I've ever heard of. Is this dab bar? And we 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 have you know pandemic came in so we haven't really been able to socialize but you know if we ever get past this that is something i absolutely want to just see i mean just the availabilities i mean for him i'd imagine it must be hard it's like you know when you go on like netflix or amazon and you're like hey you know you and the lady want to watch a movie or you and the boyfriend want to watch a movie and everybody's like okay what are we going to watch and it takes you like an hour to decide what you're going to watch i wonder if he's like that when he goes and says what am I going to dab today? Because there's so many choices when you have a massive dab bar like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It happens every time I go to see him uh, and he's like, what do you want to dab? And you know, yeah, I look at the list and it's like, uh, okay. It's, it's been awesome though. Cause I've literally got to dab some amazing products. Um, he's also squished a lot into rosin and nice. Um, this is the same Dylan who's, uh, he's writing that, um, Bud Tender's book uh, is going to be uh, releasing soon with 420 uh, rec market cultivars that he reviewed in in the volcano. And uh, so, yeah, Dylan's a big weed nerd just like me. And 
Yeah, that's, awesome guy. that's incredible. That that might be have to we might have to do a special edition and and you know get, get that book out there a little bit more for people uh, to find no out. Doubt. Speaking of what's out there, um, you guys uh, with uh, Atlas Natural History have uh, something that you know. I remember when I tried this cultivar on the the um, the gray market before legalization, and I was like, whoa. This is really strong. I wasn't even sure I liked it. And then I tried a few rec market, like legal ones, and it was much better. We're talking about meat breath. This is a unique <laughs> cultivar, but it's amazing, man. It, it is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the name alone, meat breath, um, you know, definitely throws, throws some people off. Uh, it, it's got a really, really spicy kind of flavor, a lot of carry off lean uh, with the meat breath there. Uh, I actually heard of uh, someone who's a vegetarian say they had to brush their teeth after smoking. It. I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, but definitely a, a, a spicier uh, cultivar. It was bred by a legendary uh, Michigan breeder, Doug Pug. Um, he actually uses a photo of his, his pug uh, in his logo. Uh, it's pretty awesome wearing like a toque. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, the genetics of it, it's a, it's a meatloaf uh, crossed with a Mendo's breath. Uh, and I absolutely adore uh, Mendo's breath. Uh, I first tried it in Amsterdam uh, five or six years ago. And um, wow, it hit me hard. I remembered it. I made notes of it when I was in Amsterdam. I had a, a cannabis journal of all the, all the cultivars I tried. And, uh, and Mendo's breath, you know, had stars all over it and a lot of, you know, <laughs> uh, me likey features. It was, uh, it was awesome. Uh, and, uh, we've actually seen it here on the gray market. Uh, just after legalization, I had a friend that had some, and, uh, my girlfriend, Christine, and I picked some up and, uh, it, it hit really hard. So, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, worth checking out, uh, Mendel's breath, but meat breath super available now in the market. Uh, and, uh, yeah, actually, with it being in the market, uh, you know, all of our growers, all of our uh, head office team, it's kind of a favorite uh, within the team uh, in terms of like, oh, you want to you want to hit the couch and you want to just feel nice and stoned and relaxed after a really long day. Meat breath is perfect for that. And it's uh, uh, comes in at a, at a you know, mid range THC, uh, but it still still slaps, still gets the job done. Uh, it's pretty heavy smoke. Uh, uh, definitely one to try out. Uh, if you find yourself in the store and you want to try something new and you see meat breath uh, there, definitely give it a shot. It's, uh, so it's one of my faves too. For yeah, sure. and, and and you know what, I'm I, I'm I'm a little. Uh, I always get f laugh when people say, "Oh, only eighteen percent." I don't smoke anything less than twenty or whatever. And it's like, you're come on, yeah. you're, you're you're focused on. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't focus on THC, but don't focus everything on THC because yeah. you're missing out on some dynamite cultivars out there if you do that. It's like you wouldn't. Well, I shouldn't say you wouldn't, but most people would not go buy wine based on alcohol percentage. You're you're trying to get the taste and whatever it is. And so don't yeah. underestimate something that's in the lower percentage of THC because there are other factors that is like you say is going to slap you and 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 in a good way, a really <laughs> heavy smoke in that way. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh <laughs> meat breath is just that. It's, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to uh Grabbed a bag out in my travel today. I'm going to be rolling one up here when I get off the, the call with you. Beautiful. I, I have to make my way into uh, one of the plant lice, Jensen Lake, or uh, 
or Aaron Ridge uh, in the next uh, few days. So I'm going to be looking, I think, for a little of that meat breath uh, just because it's been a while uh, since I've uh, seen it. But I also have uh, some uh, Mac One uh, to celebrate this episode uh, with. And so I always love uh, to visit the great bud tenders at Plant Life, Jensen Lakes, and, and Aaron Ridge in St. Albert or the other ones, uh, wherever you can find your local plant life. And and I know that was a, um, you know, a company that you worked for and, and you know how uh, educated the bud tenders are. Uh, but the also yeah. the other thing is, is if you can ever catch, uh, you know, a person like yourself uh, out in a store, whether you're doing a pop-up for natural history or you're just making your rounds, you know, I know you love talking to people. So if you're ever out in any store and you see a Chris Ianson or anybody else from natural history or whatever, I implore you to ask questions and, and ask those oh, yeah. people because you are representing that brand and, and I know you love to talk cannabis with people and, and I know that the bud tenders are out there too. You know, our good friend Sean Garo uh, sent me a message yesterday and he said somebody came in and bought weed from him the other day where he was working and recommended our podcast to him which tells me that we're doing a pretty good job because we haven't had awesome. these podcasts for a while. So I know you love talking about cannabis and I know you love sharing your knowledge on here, but if you ever see Chris out, do not be afraid to ask him questions because I know you love spreading your knowledge. I, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, you see me out there in my natural history hat, which <laughs> like I got told the other day, he's like, uh, this guy's like, do you have any other hats? <laughs> but I have a, a lot of hats. I just like wearing this hat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, folks, if you see me out in the store, man, yeah, let's talk. I uh, I love talking cannabis with folks. I actually talk to, yeah, all kinds of people. A lot of times, you know, I'll be in a store, uh, you know, waiting to, to chat with, uh, with the bud tender or manager, and I'll kind of hear a conversation getting stricken up. And, you know, sometimes I just got to jump in or I want to, like, get involved and not, you know, step on any toes, but I just love talking cannabis. It, it's uh, a passion of mine. Can't In, help it. Indeed. Uh, all right. So today uh, we told a wonderful story of Mac One Miracle Alien Cookies. A, how the name came together, how the cultivar came together, how it overcame the washing machine and <laughs> death by all the other seeds to become one of Chris's favorites. Uh, and it's also worth telling you that Meat Breath uh, by Atlas Natural History is mm -hmm. available. So make sure you check that out. Find it at your local plant life or other stores as well. Uh, Chris, uh, this has been an awesome story. Thank you to Kat for being so uh, persevering in becoming and yep. uh, creating this. And thank you, of course, to you each and every second week that we do this for bringing your knowledge and your passion uh, to the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, I absolutely love the natural history of cannabis that we are doing because we are telling the stories that need to be told so people do not forget them. So thank you as always, Chris, for joining me. Have yourself a great week and enjoy the meat breath and the Mac one when you get to them. <laughs> no doubt. Thanks, you.
another bowl for me, please. You get in my brain, take me down to my knees, oh, lemon cheese. Yeah. 